0: Welcome to the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ podcast. Please enjoy the following study. Today, I wanted us to talk about something that that appears in the book of Romans. I want to talk about encouragement. Um, You know, God's people throughout time have needed encouragement about one thing or another, whether it was persecution. Or famine, or war, or economic distress, or pandemics like we're dealing with right now. God knows our needs, and so I think one of the best things to do when we need encouragement is to go to God and go to God's Word because He is the great encourager. And and let's so let's look at a passage of Scripture here uh, in Romans, here in Romans chapter fifteen. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That, that passage there, when I want you to notice in verse five, The ESV translate that as, uh, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement. God gives encouragement. He builds you up. He tells you that you can do it. He helps you. He teaches you. He fills you with his spirit of joy. God also uses his word. Verse 4 of our reading said, in the New King James, it said, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. The ESV says through endurance and and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Now, notice this fact. God gives encouragement and the Bible gives encouragement. Both give us encouragement and endurance. And the result is hope. Endurance, encouragement equals hope. Now, what is hope? Hope is Trusting expectation that God will keep his word. And has he ever failed to keep his word? No, he never has. You see, when you're hopeful, you have a positive expectation. You're trusting for good things. I think it's impossible to have a heart full of hope and be discouraged at the same time. Discouragement, in some ways, is hopelessness. And I think when you're discouraged, it may be a sign that you've drifted away from the Word and or from God. Maybe you're just going through the motions. And that's understandable in some ways when we're um, anxious. Some of us are stuck at home. Look, some of the, the folks that are, that are on this uh, broadcast today, in, in this worship service, you might say, um, are, have been laid off, have lost their jobs altogether. Some have been furloughed and don't know whether their company is going to reopen. Some of you are having to work and are concerned about your health. All of these things add to anxiety, add to the burden that we bear, which can cause us to be discouraged. We need to open that can of courage, if I can say it that way, that God's word provides for us. And that really only God can provide. The government's doing a lot of things around the world. Governments are doing a lot of things financially, and they're trying to help with with health issues. And lots of medical providers are doing lots of wonderful work. But none of that compares to the eternal hope that God provides. So this morning I want to share with you two things that discourage and two things that and rather, three things that encourage. Um, and I hope this message brings uh, some encouragement to you. Life's not fun when you're discouraged. And, and you, you really can't be effective serving the Lord when you're, when you're discouraged. Because it sucks the strength out of our spirits. It, it leaves us kind of shadows of what we could be. So the first thing I want us to notice is that self-centeredness causes discouragement. It separates us, you see, from God and from others. And we get so engrossed in our own will, and our own needs, in the things that are going so badly in in our life that, in a sense, we we push others, including God, away from us. We, We isolate and insulate ourselves, and we become lonely. God tells us that we're meant to be part of a body in 1 Corinthians 12. When we're not functioning as intended, when we're not living as God intended, when we're outside of His will, it can lead to discouragement. It can lead to even depression and and um, and us having health impacts and things like that. We need to be part of a church body. We are seeing that very evident right now. That we how how much. Benefit we would all get from a big hug and a handshake and a clap on the back from one another. But we're in a situation right now where that's not possible. We're in a situation where we're forced to be separate for a time, but we can reach out to others. We can stay connected through the phone, through FaceTime, through Zoom, through Google Hangouts, through all of these different um Uh, technology opportunities that we have, let's take advantage of them. And we have some of our older members that may not be as technologically savvy. The phone still works. They they can still receive phone calls from us. How about a card in the mail? There are things that we can all do to remain connected with one another and lift one another up. Look at this passage here in uh, in Philippians chapter 2. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. We're commanded to look out for the interests of of other people. And we we can't forget about that at at these times when we may be anxious. Look, do you understand why people are hoarding toilet paper? And they're going and wiping out store shelves of water and and other uh, things like that. It's because they're trying to gain some level of control in their life. They feel out of control. They're trying to gain control, and they know something or they feel that something they can do is to stock up on toilet paper. Now, we kind of make fun of that, and it's it's, it's made fun of on Facebook and things like that. But it's a very real need for uh, people to feel like they have some control of their lives, especially when we've been in control for so long over so many things. So by staying connected with one another, we can help bring down the anxiety level in others. We can help them bear their burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. The second thing I want us to talk about today in terms of the things that cause discouragement is short-sightedness. You see, life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And when we think about all the people in the Bible who went through Some very tough times to emerge on the other side with God's blessings. You think about Moses. You think about Abraham, Job, David, Joseph, and on and on the list goes. God allows us to encounter difficulties and trials and problems. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to grow into the strong spiritual warriors that he wants us to be. During the trial... We have to believe that the blessing is coming. And I don't know what those blessings are. I don't know what God has in store for the church. I don't know what he has in store for each of us individually. I feel personally that there are lessons that we can all learn from this time. There are there are things that we're going to take out of this that are, are unintended uh, benefits, blessings. They're all from God's hand. So, we we see that, that there is a solution on the other end. I don't know what it looks like. I prayed for a vaccine. That doesn't mean God's going to grant that. He may have some other completely different uh, plan uh, in, in, in his mind. But the days of refreshing of wait. If we only see the problem, we can get discouraged. Short-sightedness can cause discouragement. But so does self-centeredness. Now, Let's talk about what encourages. First of all, God's love encourages. When you're a a little down, I want you to think about how much God loves you. I want you to look at this passage here in in the Psalms. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. Now, that's kind of funny uh, these days when we're all afar off, but I, 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 I think... He he means there that he understands um, from uh, afar off in terms of time. He knows what we're thinking in advance. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, Lord, you know it all together. And Psalm 103. He has not dealt with with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. God knows you. He knows all about you. He knows your thoughts before you think them. He knows what's in your heart. He knows the temptation that you're bombarded with. And look, folks, some of you are tempted right now. Some of you are tempted to do things that you would not otherwise do in this period of time. You're tempted to go places on the Internet that you should not go. You are tempted to use time in ways that you should not. Look, liquor store business is up 55% over normal. Because people are trying to deal with the idle time. Be careful. Be careful. We don't have to give in to that. God knows about those temptations. And he knows and still loves you. The Bible says that uh, in in Hebrews chapter 11, all of these, these what we call heroes of faith died in faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. God knows that we are dealing with a pandemic, but he also knows that this world is not our home. That song that we sing, this world is not our home. And how much more do we see that now? As wonderful as things are when things are going well, this world is not our home. God's love is what keeps us going Go to God when you're encouraged the second thing when we're discouraged we need to remember the plans that God has for us He created us as an eternal being and look whether this um, uh, this particular virus or one of the other bazillion things that could take our lives whatever it is this life is temporary. This physical mortal body is temporary. But he created us as an eternal being with an eternal home. I, you, were created for heaven. We were created because to, to be with him, and he made a plan for that. We just read about that in, in Hebrews 11. So all of those great men and women of faith, they realized, too, that they were created for heaven, not for, for earth. We we all should consider ourselves to be temporary passengers on this journey. Our home awaits us. So let's listen to what Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians 2, Paul writes this. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been made near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace for through him we both have access by one spirit to the father now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of god we're no longer strangers and and foreigners from one another jew or gentile we are part of a family we are strangers and foreigners on this earth but not from one another whether we are black or white or we're in the United States, or anywhere around the world, we have a relationship with one another because of the cross, because of Jesus Christ. We have a a home awaiting us, a common home. We do belong. We're citizens of heaven. We belong to God's people. We belong to one another. And when I'm discouraged, I think about that place that's waiting for me, that was created just for me. Look at this passage here in in John. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. What a beautiful promise that is. You can go for a walk. That's that's not um, um, verboten these days. You can go outside and take a walk as long as you keep that physical uh, or social distance from one another. You can just look out the window, likely, where you are. And you can look at all the beauty around you. You can open the window uh, and, and hear birds singing, likely. And you can think about how beautiful this world is, but how much more beautiful that place that Jesus is preparing for all of us must be. He knows our heart's desires. I want you to think about this. He knows what thrills me. He knows the silent yearnings of my heart. Knowing all of that, taking all of that into consideration, he is preparing a heavenly place for you and for me with you just in mind. He's creating something fabulous, something awesome, something that will blow you away. I want you to meditate on that when you're down. And one last thing. When you're down, I uh, we can think about God's promises concerning our future. Listen to these passages. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Now remember Paul was writing this at a time when he was in jail. And he said, and, and he even recounted The the things that he had gone through. All of the the troubles and trials. And he said this suffering is not even worthy to be compared with the glory that's coming. For our light affliction. Some of you may say, yeah, right. This is not a light affliction. This is really, really difficult. But when we think about, we've not been driven from our homes. We've not been... um, had our our homes taken from us, we've we've got a different set of circumstances here. still difficult, but it's a light affliction, which is but for a moment. And it's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. We have a future. We were created to be with Jesus. The Bible tells us the stuff that we go through here is nothing compared to what's coming. All the trials, all the temptations, all the struggles, all of the the economic troubles that we're going through, all the fears that we have will seem so insignificant in comparison with our future. Because in our future is glory and honor and praise. And I don't know what all that means. I don't know what what exactly our home looks like. I don't know what a a street paved with gold looks like exactly. But I know it's going to be great because I have hope. I want you just to think about that great and precious promises that God has given to us when when we're maybe down. God promised his love. He promised his, his home. He promised us heavenly glory. I want us to think on these things. It's going to be worth it. Choose joy. Choose love. Choose Jesus. Let's go to Him for encouragement right now. Join me in prayer. Our Father, some of us are struggling right now. Some are a little discouraged and spiritually down. Lord, we pray that You would restore to us the joy of our salvation. Forgive us for any sin that may have separated from uh, us from you. Forgive us for not being faithful. Turn our hearts and minds to you. Think on the positive things. Cause us to think on those things. Help us to remember your wonderful promises. Put a song in our hearts, a smile on our lips, and a spring in our walk. Help us to joyfully do your will. Help us to remember the promises that you have made to us that will be so much more wonderful than the light affliction we have now. Father, we pray all these things because of Jesus. And in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For further information about our church, please go to normanchurch.com normanchurch.com normanchurch.com